0: You are now listening to Well Well Phila well, Now. Like,
1: oh my god. Did she
0: just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his profit. <laughs> yes, Missadri! Oh, oh poor man. Ladies' serial
1: killers are the best. Well she's never gonna get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass.
0: It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? how big were her breasts? <laughs>
1: I guess that means we're on to the next section. The musings. Yes. Hmm. Well, hmm. musings. Any thoughts. Ponderings.
0: Any feelings. (laughs) Wonderings. All right, for musings, I guess I'll start with where I always want to start. um, Agent Mo. Yes, Agent Mo. I already knew. I already Um, knew. If we're doing flash forwards as we have been doing episode to episode, Jafari dealing with, yes, getting the blood and brains out of a vehicle that may or may not belong to him would be enough to push him over the edge to say, you know what? It was different when I was in comms. I didn't have to deal with this kind of adrenaline. And this is make or break, this type of adrenaline. If this was never part of his day-to-day or his job, this is either I'm in it to win it and I'm down for the dirty, dirty, or... You know what, I love my stale life, my stale bread, my stale spouse, and we're gonna go ahead and be stale, uh far away from here. And since I don't know how to effectively lie to Paul who's asking me why you my talking car about, you're talking is about in the agent shop,
1: Mo? Yes. That's so sweet. Mo can't tell a lie. <laughs>
0: since, since Mo can't right, since Mo I love your fan fiction. he's not gonna be able to moonlight anymore, and then his um being shell shocked will definitely draw attention at Mi6, so that would that would make Paul want to investigate Carolyn, even though she's supposed to be doing nothing. And now she's going to have no one to do nothing with. So that bleeds into Ooh. Carolyn losing people. If Mo is like, well, now you can't check on Carolyn anymore, then that's one less that's one less body on Carolyn. So then the only person Carolyn will have left is Eve, for as long as she has Eve. And if she goes, well, Carolyn, I'm not staying either. I'm going to Poland because I need to fix things with Nico. Carolyn has nobody, and that will probably put her in the situation where she's doing all the smashing because she has no uh, no pieces to play.
1: No, that's that's a shame, though,
0: because I, that means that Mo's leaving the same way that Elena left shell shocked and wanting to, I don't know, shack with an next until you know she gets her bearings, even though she, I mean, stop being a dick Eve was not the motivation. Mo leaving was not because of Eve, this not, it's not a Thing that mm-hmm. happened but I mean he would still be leaving something I know he loves doing I never can say goodbye <laughs> that's you right Sucks. now but at least in this music he's not dead even though I thought okay Mo's just dead and then we'll get the two hours after but you know whatever. no I was surprised that he made it through
1: and it excellent writing and direction there because they they really had me I was convinced that the red shirt was going out in that moment oh my god sorry it's um. Rihanna has tweeted.
0: Is it new uh, lingerie?
1: Well, she is promoting her new Savage line from Fenty Beauty. Ooh. And I'm just, I was just looking at the content. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> I was just looking right. at the Rihanna content. If we got any Rihanna fans out here listening, you have not yet seen her latest Twitter post about her latest Savage lingerie line from Fenty. Just take a look at it. You might want to buy some for you or your boo. Anyways, um, let me move on to my first musing. Okay, so you guys may have seen... An article that came out published to AMC Proper featuring Gemma Whalen talking about her role as Geraldine and joining Killing Eve Mm -hmm. and how happy she was to be part of the show. So we will link that article for those who want to go into it. It's insightful for how she feels Geraldine and Carolyn's relationship is going for her as an actress being a fan of Killing Eve and then getting cast is super cool for her and like we said before like Gemma Whalen obviously has a whole lot of talent we were convinced that she was going to be comedic here and she is working with a type of comedy but not the overt type of comedy that she is in Gentleman Jack or some other stuff so I just like to see her flexing in all the ways that she knows how to flex and how great for her to go from Yara to motherfucking Mm -hmm. Marion, to Geraldine. Three very different women that are all memorable. So in general, it's cool to see Gemma Whalen doing great and things and working with actors like Fiona Shaw that she's been looking up to for a while and hoping that she would have a moment to work with. But what grabbed my attention for this particular muse was a question that she was asked about her previous character, Yara. And the question was, how do you think Game of Thrones Yara, Greyjoy, would fare in a showdown with Villanelle? So her answer was, she'd have her for breakfast. Laughs. (laughs) Easy, easy. Yara could have her any day. So here's my little mini musing. Do you agree with Gemma that Yara could take Villanelle? Yes or no, or why, or why not?
0: I think that would be an amazing poll.
1: Again, you're about to get thrown out of the studio because sir, I did not ask you if this would be an amazing poll. I asked you for your muse. Would Yara be able to take Villanelle?
0: I think if yes she or no, and why wh- and why not? If I believe that Yara did not understand the degree of threat that Villanelle was, that she would definitely be caught unawares, and so I'm gonna just what hold I'm my stance. comment till you're done. That's it. Yeah, that's
1: what I am a whole bunch my stance to be. Um, oh, I think, you're, 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 I think your stance is trash. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I think your stance is trash. And this is the heart of my muse, is that I believe there are different levels of sapphic murderers, women murderers, the ladies who also have a penchant for the pain and the violence and doling out of sadism, that there are levels... To which women are the most dangerous, potentially? And so I was thinking about this in the thing. And so first of all, let me give my answer. Yes, Yara could take Villanelle. That is my opinion. It's like when you actually thought Villanelle could take Black Widow. And I was like, yo, I got issues with how they have portrayed Black Widow in the movies. But I can't say that I realistically think the lone human to make it on a group of supers was going to have a hard time fighting Villanelle. And she, too, was a Russian spy. That's all. I'm just, you know, I think reality has to come into some place. So in that sense, the reason why literally Yara would be able to take out Villanelle's because Villanelle's not in the appropriate tier. I basically broke it down to four tiers for myself to be like, what tiers do I think exist? And I have apprentice, professional, legendary, and God's tier. and so Apprentice would be actually where Eve Palestra is. She's killed one person. She's got one body. She has <laughs> things on the side that are sort of related to her tertiary bodies, but they're not okay. really her bodies. But she is she is trying to level up. You could even take characters from movies like Jawbreakers because it was All a right. it was an incidental kill, but they were still kind of shitty. Or Carrie, where she killed a lot of people, but she died quickly. And so Apprentice, she never got to get to where she could go with the murders. If you're talking about professional lady murderers, then we're going Going into the go go Yabaris from Kill Bill or Root of Root and Shaw okay. from Person of Interest or Villanelle, who was a professional murderer,
0: or Faith.
1: You know, you could go with Faith, you could go with Charlie Baltimore. Motherfucking um
0: longest Good not yes. Yes, Gina Gina Davis. Gina
1: Davis. And so that is the professional tier, the women who professionally kill. And theoretically, I would actually put Black Widow here as well because she's a professional killer. I wouldn't say that she is legendary at this time and blame Marvel for that. They did that to her, not me. In Legendary, I would have people like a Lady True. Now, the difference here is women who've led armies, women who have been out there jaunting. They have multiple people, hundreds, potentially thousands of people underneath them, and they've slain a lot of bodies, hence the Legendary. So a Lady True, this is where Yara resides because Yara had an army. And not only that, she was put the shits and she made it out. And honestly, I really can't ever get past that scene that they did not expand upon, but they should have, which is when she was in a boat with Alaria, and Alaria had that bitch uh, spread like a flower, and Theon came in and was like, ah, this looks gay! And she was like, it is gay, it Theon, is. you might want to get the fuck out, right. you might want to <laughs> return some privacy <laughs> to this part of the boat. And so with Yara, I had like, you know, as I said, Lady True, Amazons, and these would be Amazons from Xena's world, uh, the mascara from Wonder Woman's world, um, that character of Kamina from the Expanse that I mentioned because she was someone who had been in battle and in war. And so that's what I mean about like tactical stuff that you can do. And then when we get to the God tier, that's where people like Cena reside. Mm. Where they are out of the realm of reality and, and normalcy <laughs> and what you expect. Zena ultimately is the top because she was so ridiculous in her show that I don't think anyone could be her. But in that same category, that's where you got the Wonder Woman. That's where you got Valkyries. That's where you have the Captain Marbles. That's where you have those bitches that literally are god tier. They're like, bitch, I could melt you if I wanted to. And so that's why I say that is my nerdy argument for why Villanelle cannot beat Yara. is because Yara simply has too many bodies. That her reflexive action Things that come with war and the brutality is, I mean, I don't think I feel like Villanelle would find a way to be on her side. She's like, well, can I just can I join what you're doing? Like, can we not right, fight? Like- can we just link up a little bit? Maybe have a sapphic session in the boudoir. But yes, yeah, so that is I love Gemma's answer because I really love when people love their character so much that they have true opinions about who could take them and not take them. And so I don't think it's possible for Gemma Whalen to play Yara the way she did and actually think Villanelle could take her. What? What is dead may never die. That is a different level from fucking Villanelle working for the Twelve and not giving a goddamn when you are dealing with White Walkers and other stuff. So I'm sorry that I had to trash your answer, but it deserved to be trash. If you actually think Yara is is being brought down by Villanelle. No way. Villanelle doesn't even carry a sword, so... You already are lower on the list. There's plenty of bitches on the list that are carrying swords. Villanelle's not one of them. Maybe if she starts, she can edge her way up, but not yet. If you guys have opinions about this, you want to argue? We could totally argue and have that nerdy conversation about who can beat who. Because I do love to do stuff like that. But yeah, that's my answer. That Gemma said that, and I agree.
0: That was a cool article. Well, that's definitely a very particular way to phrase the verses as far as who would win or could win in a fight. Because... I mean, I've yet to see Villanelle actually enter a fight with the purpose of fighting. That's not what we see of her. She has a mission. She has a job to do. She goes in and she does it. So whether that means infiltrate, she's not beyond that. Uh, Whether that means incapacitate, again, she's not beyond that. So it's just about when someone could suspect that she has some sort of nefarious alternative motive the them. only way
1: Villanelle's getting close to Yara if she's pretending like she wants to bang her. And even then, I don't know that Yara doesn't <laughs> keep one eye open on a bitch. Like, oh, we 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 were having sex, but I'm still I got my eye on you, bitch. So I don't so, know, but that to me would be Villanelle's one way. Like well, to be like a pretty girl to be like, "Hey, um,
0: well, that's the only captain, way I saw it happening." Captain of the ship. <laughs> oh captain, my captain. Oh captain, my captain. <laughs> you gotta catch but, her right in the middle of the oh. Which like, by the like way, the that was Mantis. one of my many
1: ships that never flew, but that's because none of my lady ships ever flew on the show, including the ones that were canon in the book. And that was um Yara and Danny. When she went to see Danny and she was like, bitch, I pledged my fealty. I was like, oh, Ship it, make it gay, but that's me with everything, <laughs> and of course, I got nothing.
0: And that second, I just got three more braids thrown up in my hair. You know, that song, like
1: that song from the producers, make it gay, make, make it gay, gay, make it, make it gay. gay. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely see a lot of theater, but anyway, that's done. I'm done, I'm done nerding out where that's concerned. Sorry, I mean, it
0: wouldn't hurt Villanelle to carry a sword every once in a while, she I would definitely get well. stopped
1: more, but yeah. I just. If I could carry my sword around, one of them, I would. But you know how the popo is over here. Mm -hmm. I'd be in trouble so fucking
0: fast. Ma'am, what is that? I don't know. (laughs) Ask those people. It's my samurai
1: sword, officer.
0: Ask those people marching on Capitol Hill with their firearms. (laughs) Sir, now you know
1: good and well there are different rules for people in the mid-red states uh, uh, uh. than there is for us over here in these blue states. Mm But mm -hmm. you do make a point.
0: And then this final uh, music that I have revolves around the relationship. Of Carolyn and Constantine. Now, oh, I've boy. said earlier that I feel like we're going to get more of Carolyn and Constantine almost elevated in the way that we were getting Eve Palastri and Philanel or Xanax and And I'm wondering if we had to put their relationship in a capsule or try to like rewind the years back, if we said that they're... Connection or pairing had a relative uh pole to either ring towards more of a palastri energy or a villanelle energy where would you put uh carolyn and where her pole would ring and where would you put constantin and where his pole would ring
1: um What are your examples, just so I can make sure I understand what you mean?
0: So, Carolyn and Constantine have a muddled and complicated relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in in your vision of their early years in MI5 or MI6 or wherever they started Mm -hmm. and started to get complicated with each other, where would you have said like the, I don't want to use core or personal code, but maybe even a core of sorts or a personal code of sorts. Would uh you have placed uh a young Carolyn Martin's if that's her native uh maiden name. Uh, I I strongly believe it is. I do think so. <laughs> she didn't take a married name. She was like, This is me and it will always be me. Everyone just deal with it. I'm gonna be single forever and got all these sad men and marriages that they don't want to be in because they all wanted to be misses. Or Mister, they they probably wouldn't take her name, but she was like, no, I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> I think I mm. won't. But uh, to revert back to have Constantine dealing with how he feels about Carolyn, and to have Carolyn dealing with how she feels about Constantine, would you have said that either of their behaviors would have rang or felt more like an Eve Palastri way of dealing with things, or more like a Villanelle way of dealing with things? Oh,
1: um, hmm. that's an interesting question. I would say Eve Polastri for, but just um, I would say for both because Villanelle is less of a calculator in a certain way that Eve Polastri is, where she tried to be distinctly manipulative with Villanelle in series two and just failed, took all those L's despite what she thought she was doing and so if I had to imagine a young Carolyn I see her as someone who was like yeah, my O's are important my love life is important and my job is important, but like ultimately me and my excellence is the top. And so I feel like everything was underneath that, including her husband, her kids, her lovers, whatever. It was all underneath her personal bar of excellence. And in a sense, I feel like that lines up with Eve Palastri because she's like, fuck everybody, your health, your wealth, (laughs) your future, if it means that I can get closer to the answers I'm trying to get. So I feel like that potentially is what a young Carolyn was like, which would attract A young Constantine, especially because he would have been a similarly type of frivolous I'm about me and perhaps a connection they shared was this type of ain't shit, but also striving for a kind of excellence with their jobs where it's like I can trust you, but I can't really trust you. And we get it because we're both honey traps, especially if we're talking about how people be like, oh, big daddy Constantine. And we know Fiona Shaw. So you're dealing with two potential honey traps, two good looking people who are duplicitous and keep secrets. And so I feel like Villanelle is very straightforward in a lot of ways. Like she like she said to Eve Palastri, oh, I think about you too. I masturbate a lot. Like she's blunt and direct. Eve Palastri less so at this time. So I would say on the spectrum towards more towards Eve Palastri as she is currently being expressed by Sandra O. Oh. Versus the overt, telling the truth as I know it to be, Villanelle, who's entirely reckless. Because that's something that Eve would at least pretend. She likes to pretend she's not reckless. She's definitely reckless. She likes to pretend. Villanelle, there's no pretense. That bitch reckless. She does what she wants. She decides in the moment. And she doesn't care about collateral damage. Eve pretends to care about pl- collateral damage, <laughs> at least.
0: I love where your stances and your reasonings behind everyone's behaviors. Carolyn, I feel like you have, you have her spot on, but I feel like a Constantine with like the body of like a young 20 year old, or maybe even a 30 year old. I hear looking I like, like one of the Chris's. I feel like, right. <laughs> I feel like that type of ego thing that would happen with a guy like him would be him saying, not only am I the best at pleasing anyone that I want oh, to win, I want to, Ew. but I'm Lost in you, I can't stop thinking about you. Oh, well, I, I mean, I do like him getting lost L's in Carolyn. I do like for that. For you, I will. I will trade government secrets if that gets me closer to you. So you're saying he's more towards the villainous spectrum? Yes. Okay. I think that's why. I they mean, ended that still up... works with my <laughs> canon
1: beliefs at this time for Carolyn and how she was conducting herself in life. So that uh, fucking
0: works. Oh yeah, she was. She, you. I feel like you. I feel like there's if there's
1: there were women on the show to have what 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 people would turn as a magical yoni, and that is Carolyn Martins, right? Like she she harnessed it, like she was traveling, she figured it out, she climbed a mountain, and some woman gave her the information. Carolyn, this is how you control (laughs) the power of your yoni.
0: This is how you do it. It's (laughs) like the MI5 (laughs) True Lies starring Constantine and Carolyn, which is something I would still watch. So they should still. Write this and cast for it and get it into production. I mean, so.
1: I'm just saying I'll watch it. That's all I'm saying. All right. So this muse I had, which is, I guess, it was my second to last muse. Um, it's just a new theory for Constantine that occurred to me based on what was said in the last episode, which is when Villanelle... Shocks him in a bed and he jumps out of bed and he's like, oh, my God, what the fuck? You are so rude. You could have given me a heart attack. So one of my new theories is that Constantine can die from a heart attack caused by Villanelle because I find it interesting that they mentioned it in the first place. It could be just a throwaway because writers do that, too. But it could also mean that him indicating that these shocks are bad for his heart would make sense. That a doctor would tell you some things that this could be foreshadowing another incident with Villanelle in which he plays a joke that goes too fucking far. And then Constantine is just dead. He dies instantly. And I kind of like this because it's less of Constantine being a big betraying dick. Like I still believe he's lying to people. He's lying to Villanelle. He's lying to whomever else about what his ultimate goals are. But this removes some of the maliciousness that would be involved with Constantine if he is directly responsible for, Oh, I'm stealing from the 12 and I'm doing all this and I'm fucking Villanelle over versus I'm partly fucking Villanelle over. And now she's going to have to deal with the insanities that will come to her from her causing my death in this random, immediate moment. Because that's kind of how death is, especially a heart attack. It happens. It's happened. There it is. There's nothing yeah. you can do. And I'm actually very curious to see how Villanelle would deal with that if she did scare Constantine, literally, to death. I I, I just think it'll be very interesting. So that's, it's not a really amused. I mean, I guess it is a muse. It's
0: interesting, especially since she'd be watching him and his body process the heart attack. And then it would be her. That feels extravagant. I mean, if she's there. She's there. She's watching him. And but he's it's gonna quick. Go down.
1: But I mean, outside of a grabbing of the chest, a heart attack can happen really fast, like a stroke.
0: So she may pull out series one and get down and just stare him into the pupils until he goes down. Well, if we go from but, some of
1: these photos leaked from set, whether they're what was being filmed or in between scenes, we don't know. But there are, there are thoughts about Constantine going down and Villanelle looking at him in that green monster snuffleupagus outfit that she's wearing. So mm. I just I think that much like losing Eve would have an erratic reaction on Villanelle, especially if it was not within her control of which she lost Eve, because if she feels like she can exert the control, I'm doing it, I'm taking you out, then that's her taking control of the situation. If it's someone else and she's just reacting to it, that's something that I think she's far less comfortable with. And so it would be interesting to see what happens and potentially push her closer to Eve and needing to, to cling to Eve because right now all she has is Eve and, and Constantine. Dasha's there, but we don't know what the betrayal was that Dasha did. We know that a future betrayal is definitely coming with Dasha because she's not telling the truth or her whole truth about what she's doing with Villanelle. So I just think it's a way that they could further isolate Villanelle and send her into a different type of, of character development with her arc Losing what is ultimately her most consistent father figure, parental figure, guardian figure.
0: Especially since they were writing about how they both are dealing with the loss of these close ties. And it's like, well, you can't get closer, really. If you don't count even Villanelle towards each other, the closest ties would be maybe even her husband. But definitely Villanelle and Constantine because that's the closest thing she has to anything resembling family that she's aware of at present. So.
1: Yeah. So that's it. That was the muse that Constantine may die via heart attack and may not be as wrapped up in the bullshit as I initially thought, even though he's definitely got his hand in too many pots, in my opinion, still.
0: Okay, and I guess my final slither of a muse revolves around mm. Constantine as well. He seems to be on the tip of to these discuss muses. with Constantine yeah. this week. Um there were stills that came out that showed him an arena. And I it looked that- like they were in front of, you know, a charter oh, or university. School. I just remember. And, it. I thought you put
1: this muse away, but you right. brought it back out. Okay, I, good.
0: And something tells me that that school is not a cheap school to attend. So I was wondering. So you think he's on that Frank bullshit? I was wondering. <laughs> I was wondering oh my gosh. if tuition for said establishment was coming out of that account that nobody seems to know where all this money was siphoning out of. Mm. And it seemed to have been happening mm. so steadily. Like, guess what? Wow, six months of tuition is not it's six million dollars. It's so not, I'm gonna need not. somebody else to figure out where the money money is. But for some a rainy the, day, next right, day, Some of that room and board, uh, a piece of that may have left that account to cover some of these Constantine's school child fees. And then depending on if it was the same school as Frank's kids, then a, an accountant who was seeing that kind of debit would probably go, Ooh. Oh, maybe that is something that is still happening, and they just were not aware that it was not. The thing that was supposed to happen anymore. And that would have been a great way to hide the money as well. We just know
1: Constantine is full of lies. And we don't know which are the lies and which are the truths. So anything is possible right now with Adina. And whatever's going on, hopefully there's an indication in this next episode. Because why is Adina here? It has to be at least to partly show us the chaos that Constantine's life is descending into. With the personal overlapping with the professional. Which can't be good in any sense of the word.
0: Oh, right, right.
1: Okay, so that actually helps me transition to my last musing, which is to do with Dasha. And essentially, what is Dasha up to? We know she's keeping a secret, some secret, but what is it? Is she the one stealing from the 12 and potentially using Villanelle to cover her tracks? Because that's the other way that I can see this can go. People I hear lying. I definitely believe 165% that Villanelle is being taken advantage of and used like she was in previous series, especially because she's so much doesn't want this to be the case and it's totally it's totally the case while she's out here calling herself an emperor and so the issue becomes or rather the question becomes what is dasha's intent so they're sort of like stage one was dasha really sent by the Twelve, or was dasha just trailing villanelle to then use and set up because she knows that if you poke and pretend to give villanelle what she wants you can control her for a second, mm. because we saw that much with Constantine and the whole Aaron Peel situation. If that, if I mean, because that would be that would be the farthest that Dasha could go. That she's not even working for the fucking Twelve. That she is still the money. That she is doing some fuck shit and she's using Villanelle to cover the tracks. And that's why the accountant is dead, which is a lot. But then with the accountants connecting to Constantine and the bug and the thing, it's a little harder for me to piece that entire thing together. So maybe it's half and half, where Dasha is connected to the Twelve, but what she's using Villanelle for isn't entirely Twelve related. That she's moonlighting like Constantine, where she's like oh yeah do this for the 12 but it's really for her right. you know and so I feel like Dasha's somewhere there she's somewhere there I just don't know if she's fully to blame for the money being gone or if she's just involved with who knows what's happening I just feel like unfortunately for Villanelle probably in episode six she is going to discover that everything she thought was a thing that was happening a way that she thought it was happening is not happening the way it was happening and I'm caught between wanting Dasha to pay for her crimes via Villanelle and giving Villanelle and Eve something to strive for next season because if Dasha ends up killing Nico and then for a time tries to convince you know or leaves evidence that suggests oh Villanelle did it so that Eve is reacting this way or MI6 is reacting this way and then she's just out here pulling strengths to do what she's doing because if she trained Villanelle she has to be some version of a master manipulator some version of a great liar and she seems okay. to have less hang-ups than Villanelle because she's not chasing a hoe right. she is not chasing the fruit of her loins and so this puts her in a better mental position to to play chess while well, maybe Villanelle's playing checkers talk about, I want to be a keeper and I want my woman. And Dasha's like, I got to have, I have so many other things on my plans and my books. So that's the muse is that might Dasha be around till series four? If Dasha is around till series four, I do believe that she will end up being one of the biggest players in the betrayal of Villanelle and Villanelle will need to take her out like Constantine thought. She would have next time she saw her because she gave this bitch a second chance and she's fucked it up. And I just want for whatever Dosh is involved in, whether it's stealing the money, embezzling, and or killing people like Nico, that whatever anger is built up in Villanelle. It is mirrored in Eve. And this is why I'm like wondering about Dasha and Nico because that's the way for it to happen. For Villanelle to be so pissed off like you lied to me, you tricked me, you used me. And for Eve to be like, you lied, you tricked, you used, and you killed my man. And I thought this was supposed to be directed over here, but it's over here. So it gives Eve the ability to be bad and to hashtag Dark Eve Rising while removing the safety blanket of normalcy of Nico. Because Nico hasn't been with a bitch for six months. Nico is clearly not interested in a bitch. And Eve is still like, Right, that's um, her Nico. it's her last safety blanket she's like as long as this is here as long as I feel like I'm trying to do something with you I'm normal and there's an opportunity for me to have normalcy and I just hope that this episode four fully wraps up Nico with a dead bow and that dead bow is thanks to Dasha and I will love her forever like she will be portraying Villanelle and give me reasons to be mad at her but if she takes out Nico and removes the responsibility from Villanelle oh want it so i'm saying i want the stash i want the stash out of the picture so i don't even know if this muse is comprehensive it was that's why it's a muse it's just me running off about dasha and what could be happening you wanted
0: nico ultimately essentially to be like a quick in and out to be like i do to motivate eve and her descent but we he survived and he dipped out without telling her this is going to be episode four he does not technically need to show up in the back half Of this series, so he can be out the paint. Right, he needs to be out the paint this
1: episode. Yes, yes. And think about it: every scene we've seen with Nico from his trailer, which we were super annoyed, he had several scenes was in essentially that early three minutes. The outfits, him in a truck, him in a plaid, in a bar. And so I'm like, I really hope this (laughs) is it.
0: Please let this be it, please. So I think that Villanelle will get tripped up in her in episode five, and she may be aware of what happens. Whatever in the family episode, whatever the Dasha mm. betrayal is, may be something that Villanelle is aware of in episode five, which then causes her and Eve to need to reunite. Episode six. Do you mean
1: her old betrayal or her new betrayal? Oh, the new. Okay, yes,
0: <laughs> the new. Which will also send Eve in the direction of Villanelle for episode six, where Vill- where Eve may be thinking that it was Villanelle, but Villanelle's like, no, nah, it wasn't me. I'm so and-
1: thirsty to get to that bowling room. Or that bowling oh, that's the, area that's, scene where that's she's that's
0: like, want to have a game? That's Sunday. I
1: am less confident about that being Sunday. There's no clip that says that that's definitely Sunday. Why, would you, why, why Where does that come from? It's
0: just a feeling.
1: <laughs> it sounds like a, a wild feeling because how... Does Eve have time to meet up with Dasha in a 42 to 45 minute episode in the same time that Nico's in Poland? We got to go there. Dasha's in Poland with Nico. Constantine is somewhere with Villanelle and they share scenes. I just, it feels like a lot to also have bowling with Eve and Dasha in the same episode that all this other stuff is happening. It could, but 42 minutes doesn't seem long enough to create a confrontation that makes sense. Eve has to know Dasha exists, but Eve has to find Dasha. So unless Dasha's like, hello, Eve, Hello, I'm here. I just killed your man. Let's have a conversation. Eve has to follow a trail to get to Dasha. Right now, I'm going to go with episode six. Maybe it's episode four. It could be. But right now, it's episode six. If it's episode four, Dasha's getting around this episode. Because Dasha is traveling all over the place and someone check that bitch passport and we might be able to find out what she's up to because <laughs> how is she just traveling all over Europe like this, but she can't get back to Russia, which is apparently the main reason she's doing this. But I don't believe that for one second, that the main reason she's doing this is because she wants to return to some former glory of her country.
0: <laughs> well, we'll be able to understand more of Dasha's motives when they give us more of her exposition when they're ready to kill her or when she's ready to break free. I don't know.
1: I think they might, especially if they kill Constantine. If they kill Constantine this year, that's more of a reason to keep Dasha around. Right. So there's that. But yeah, that was the end of my, my Dasha musing.
0: So now that we're done with our musings, I guess we can move on to your Yayo <laughs> so,
1: We don't have an intro yet, but that's what I'm going to call it. Slash Feral Fan Fridays. So a couple of you guys sent in things that you want us to discuss or mention in this snack. um, First up from Barry who requests, can y'all talk about Eve never getting to see Villanelle with her hair down? And if you think that's finally going to happen and when they finally get to kiss a proper kiss, like the kiss.
0: I don't know why I associate Villanelle with her hair down as a slither of softness that she's not ready for Eve at this stage of Eve to see her in because she needs. Wait. So you're Eve saying be... Villanelle
1: is too soft for this current version of Eve? Is that what you're saying?
0: I think what I'm saying is that what Villanelle wants is an Eve who will be able to. I guess I almost want to say with it's with safety measures assured. Handled. Wait, 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 wait! You're saying this is what Villanelle wants, right? Villanelle okay. wants an, an Eve who can
1: lead. Oh, I do believe that because a bottom Villanelle will always be what I lead with,
0: <laughs> with this Villanelle pairing. And I guess uh, when uh, Villanelle is more confident that Eve is ready, then she can start letting her hair down, so to speak. Eve or Villanelle? Um, the, the question from Barry sound like that Eve has not seen Villanelle with her hair down. Yeah, she's never seen
1: it down. And do we think that Eve seeing Villanelle with her hair down will happen when they finally get to kiss, but like a proper kiss, a romantic kiss, an intended and lingering kiss, potentially in episode eight of series. <laughs> on the bro. If I they would, want me to completely ascend the to and, and there leave there my boldie, if they want me to astral project into the future, and I mean to, 20, to year 2075, I will appear to someone who was with their Sappho Ouija. And I'll be like, in the year 2020, Villeneuve <laughs> rose with a kiss and a smash in series three. Oh. See, I've already went to smash. I have problems because I, I have not stopped at a kiss. But then again, if we listen to my preseason snacks, I was screaming about a kiss and a smash and said this would be me the whole season. So it should not be a
0: surprise. So let's just hope the ballroom's not happening episode five. I don't know why that's where my brain puts Literally, that Literally,
1: it's Villanelle's family episode. At what point, sir, will you take the facts? It is Villanelle's family episode, episode five. We know this. We know this. This is what they've said. It's the episode following the one we're going to get this week. It is her family episode. It is happening. It is happening. The article writers have told us it's happening. It's definitely happening in episode five. So, no. No kiss between Eve and Villanelle is happening in episode five. And
0: actually... Oh, no. I was talking about a kiss. I was talking about ballroom. Unless... We need ballroom okay, to happen. Okay, but the ballroom from... people are
1: hoping for a true romantic kiss. What do you oh, mean? Yeah.
0: And it's I... villanelle
1: with her hair down, right? Looking at someone. So what do you mean? Lord, the ballroom needs to have a kiss. I don't know what Terrence is saying, y'all, but the ballroom cannot happen in episode five. It just would be too soon. They just they just met up and had a kiss. So we need for them to learn things and figure things out and have more longing and desire before they reunite for what is hopefully a proper romantic kiss. So I don't even know. Was that answer yes or no? Uh,
0: the question I Will she see was, her hair
1: down? Oh, if that when happens. When they finally get a proper kiss.
0: Oh, ooh. Hopefully. Uh, like, it would be nice if those things happened together. But I feel like they may get a kiss before the hair comes, comes down.
1: A second kiss? Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
0: I think All a right. kiss is going to happen before the hair comes down. Well, you can
1: lock in your clownery. Okay, what what do I think? Well, yeah, I think part of the aspects of Eve never getting to see Villanelle with her hair down is because, as I believe I've mentioned before in this podcast, that both women seem to have a similar thing with their hair being up and their hair being down as the writers have chosen to express for them narratively. That when their hair is up, they're business, they are controlled, they are trying to potentially manipulate and be all type A with what's happening. And when the hair is down, it's a bit more messy, it's a bit more emotional. Emotionally free-flowing. It's a bit reactive, which is generally what we would prefer. And if you look at Villanelle and every encounter she's had with Eve, it has been an orchestrated thing that she has tried to be in full control of the situation and manipulate. Whether it's in series one, when she sees her the first time, With Frank, hair's pulled back. She sees her second time in her house, hair pulled back, and she's performing half the fucking time till Eva's like, I can see right through your shit. She sees her again when she has Irina, hair's pulled back. She sees her again in her apartment. Hair is pulled back, even as they almost get into the sapphic horizontal mambo in her bedroom. If we go into series two, what's interesting is that Villanelle's hair is down for a number of reasons in the first... Well, I won't say first, but the episode with Julian. And so when Eve shows up at the place, I love that narratively Villanelle is the most open we've seen her in a a long time. She's to her breaking point of, I'm over this. Oh, so the 12 wants to wants to sell me down a river? That's what they want to do. So let me just call my girlfriend and have her come get me because I'm ready to tell MI6 everything because I'm over this shit. I'm done with it. I just want to be someplace where I can see Eve's face and potentially catch an O and not be here with this creepy man. And so she calls and she lets it all hang out. Eve Palastri, you piece of shit. Right. And she's like, save me, Eve. And predictably, Eve is like, I'm coming. I'm coming. And of course, Raymond's annoying ass shows up. And that's because Raymond got the call from the 12 that said, Eve Palastri's on her way, bitch. You need to get there before her. And he does. And he's like, you, come over here. Come over here. Come over here. And, uh, of course, goes on his Raymond nonsense. And as Villanelle is literally panting from that horrible choke out she suffered through the window, she sees Eve. We can see in her face right there that she is like, this is everything. Why are we driving away from Eve Palash? This is what I want. And so continuing that expectation of Villanelle's hair all the way through series two, when we get to episode five, where she meets up and she puts on the best performance that we see to date of Villanelle to Eve. Which is, look at me in my morning outfit. Look at me in this amazing veil. Don't do anything stupid, okay? Where she comes in, she is presenting herself and she's performing and she is out to manipulate and that's when we have the pill scene where she's sort of like forcing Eve to like make a decision do you trust me and how will you express this trust and of course Eve takes the pills and that happens there if we follow up to what's happening with the stakeout with Billy from the other side of the bridge <laughs> her hair is pulled up again when she's doing rolls and yada, yada 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 now if we go all the way to the ruins and we try to take this analogy as far as it can go how far can it go how far can it go then you can say how tight a bitch bun is is indicative of her feelings so if she is fully tight like a bun head, like a a ballet dancer from Juilliard no good it's no good if some wispies are loose and some strands and some bang pieces are hanging out then there's something else to be said and if we think about the ruins Villanelle's hair was strandy it was Mm -hmm. loose Mm -hmm. and that was the most honest and forthcoming we'd ever seen with Eve and like I argue had she tried to be a little bit honest earlier maybe she wouldn't have been left feeling like that if she had worked a little bit harder to convince Eve that she wasn't entirely full of shit Versus, oh my God, you just killed a man and I'm completely not together with seeing what you did. So I'm just going to let it all fly. I love you. I do. No, I do. I love you. And of course, Eve's hair was down as she was stepping into her dark Eve rising jaunt where she was like, this is what you want. Now this is what you want. And so I would agree that Eve having a second kiss with Villanelle should and must happen when Villanelle's hair is down and her hair as well for us to get the full expression of Sappho that we want. And so I guess my answer to that is yes. Yes, Eve will get to see Villanelle with her hair down. And I'm So I feel very strongly that it happens in episode eight. I want it to on the ballroom. I just want to have those moments in my life. And I feel as though Yes. Yes. You know what? Cloud makeup contour. Especially because I've already removed levels of my cloud makeup since episode three. I'm going to say that if this happens and that we get to a place where both bitches got their hair down on the dance floor and there's an acceptance of, well, bitch, I guess we in this together, that there has to be a kiss. And please let it come after the, so who's leading? You or I? Or maybe it can come. Maybe it can come before. Honestly, it depends on how they play it. Kiss, who's leading your eye? Or who's leading your eye? Kiss it! Yeah, I think I stopped making sense. But yes, my answer, yes, Barry, is that they will kiss again romantically before the season is out. And if I had to guess, both women's hair will be down at the time of this kiss because they have to fully transition from everything we've seen, which is a bitch got a hair up, one up, one down, half up, half down, to both down, both in their truth, their messy sapphic truth, and linking up together. And yeah, that's my answer.
0: Love that question, though.
1: Oh, yeah, that was a great question.
0: All right, and this article comes in from Sigma Esquire, uh, titled, Killing Eve Finally Ends Eve and Villanelle's queer baiting with Yo, an epic kiss. Can someone so- learn what queer baiting
1: is? I know. I know you sent this. I know you sent it and I sent it to you in the tweet that you sent this to start the feral yelling. The, the ridiculous yelling for me. And it, it worked. But yeah,
0: continue. The title. The title the already title. got us fucked up. The title. The title. Okay. Whew. All right. Throughout the duration of Killing Eve fans have been left constantly wondering if the series would ever stop the queerbaiting between <laughs> Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer. So, <laughs> first, so already, already there.
1: Already there. And see this is why I'm glad in a sense that Lexicon was postponed and that we have all this vindication and validation for what was going to be our as we thought then, like risque presentation of like the undeniable queerness of killing Eve's, and so many people feel it's a controversial topic, and we don't, but yes. Anyway,
0: in the starting season now, we've seen both obsessing over each other with the lust and infatuation a bit disturbing seeing as Wait, many... Wait, what? There's no punctuation.
1: See, I didn't read... Okay, so b- bad grammar and bad bullshit. Bad hot takes and bad grammar is what In you're saying. third
0: season now, comma, we've seen both obsessing over each other, comma, with the lust and infatuation a bit disturbing seeing as many people, hyphens, both innocents <laughs> and villains, hyphens, die while they play their cat and mouse game. Yes.
1: Como pistachio. What?
0: Uh, well, they call their... Less than infatuation disturbing, I guess, because people have died in the process.
1: Um, it's just the way that sentence is formed. <laughs> I have is... all kinds of issues, Listen. but like, yeah, you
0: know what? Let's, just...
1: <laughs> Let's try to get through the rest of these grammatical groceries.
0: <laughs> Thankfully, in meetings have biscuits. This comes to an end thanks to a powerful kiss between the duo. However, rather than being a romantic and endearing lip Whoa. Lock, sorry. Sorry. Please. Sorry. Sorry. However, rather than being a romantic and <laughs> endearing lip lock, this exchange leans into the show's dark style. Crafting a beautiful yet violent moment doesn't bode well for Eve's future. But you
1: know what? It bodes well for her O's.
0: What is this? Sorry. <laughs> to say that Eve's fallen down a rabbit hole even further this season is an understatement. Hashtag this... Dark Eve Rising! This is underpinned by Kenny's horrendous death, the disbanding of her MI6 team, and not to mention Eve becoming an alcoholic along the way. Smoke up. Drank. <laughs> Basically, her life spiraling out of control since Villanelle shot and left her for dead in Rome last I'm season. I'm sorry.
1: Correction. It was spiraling before Villanelle shot and well left her for before. dead. It was well before that it started spiraling. Do we not remember, Nico? You're getting off of sniffing at a psychopath. That's a paraphrase.
0: She wants me to find her. She needs me to find her, okay? (laughs) She needs it. Stop being a dick, Eve. Seriously. Basically, her life spiraling out of control since Villanelle shot and left her for dead in Rome last season. But interestingly enough, Villanelle is doing well for herself as she Um, tries to make her way into the upper ranks for the 12. um, Though her job as a mentor doesn't go as planned. Yes, there are groceries all through this Mm -hmm. article. Still Villanelle is happy and confident, not to mention killing again, while Eve's struggling with a makeshift team of investigators as she and Carolyn try to solve Kenny's murder. It comes crumbling down even more for Eve when her husband, Nico, checks out of his mental rehab and disappears without saying a word. That's right. He's supposedly gone back to Poland ending whatever shambles remained of their marriage. And as Eve boards a bus back to London, depressed and at her lowest low, the lightning that is Villanelle strikes. I
1: would never call Nico a lowest low except like in the bedroom, but okay.
0: Mm -hmm. Villanelle's in London investigating a kiss for her own and whether it's coincidence or not, she boards the same bus. There, her big-eyed expression says it all. She's glad to see Eve alive, but let's be real, if she wanted her dead, she'd have shot her in the head in Rome. Eve, though, doesn't <laughs> react the same way and jumps Villanelle in the rage. A scuffle breaks out of the semi crowded bus, and it's pretty hilarious as Eve fights like a schoolgirl while Villanelle holds back her Russian assassin skills. It ends with the killer on top of Eve restraining her, but in a cathartic moment, Eve kisses her. Villanelle is taken aback by the strong, passionate, and quite lengthy kiss, <laughs> which allows Eve to then the headbutt and her. A Villanelle eventually wins the fight and disembarks, leaving Wait. Eve...
1: Oh. I mean, Villanelle won the day, which I agreed, but Villanelle gets headbutt and runs away. She gets her head
0: hit and she quickly disembarks the bus. Sorry. Villanelle eventually wins the fight and disembarks, leaving Eve torn about her feelings. You may think this kiss was a distraction to get an upper hand in the brawl, but we know better. But does this article writer know better? <laughs> And so does Villanelle, who now knows Eve's still attracted to her as she doesn't stab her like at the end of season one. Okay, but her stabbing stab her, her that,
1: that version of penetration is, again, it's within how they work with their ridiculousness. But I, I'm pretty sure that was, um, if you were to ask Villanelle, and when she was talking to Gabrielle, it was pretty romantic. And sexual. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm just saying i mean it's, it's, it's almost like you pay attention to the show almost <laughs> as for fans the series has teased close-up moments and almost kisses between them culminating in eve sleeping with hugo while villanella was in her earphones in rome in a weird fantasy set. wow sorry it's the use
1: of the weird it's, it's, it it's the use, use of, weird. of weird it's use of weird it's use of weird and if it's so weird if it's so weird for people to get turned on by the audio voices, by the audio sounds of someone's voice, why is ASMR a thing?
0: I was going to say, I feel sorry. If it's so sorry. weird, Terrence,
1: why was I assaulted by men on the Xbox Live with their I, with their horrible sounds when I was just trying to play a video game? If it's so weird, Terrence, why do these things keep happening, sir?
0: I almost wanted to say you should try this with your wife but <laughs> the person who wrote this article, but I'm not going to say that. I'm not. I'm not going to say that. Cause I'm sure they they have they have great things going on. (laughs) Just remember
1: that some people are in the eleven percent and others are in the ninety three. I know,
0: I know. Now, they've officially made contact, shaping a big mental victory for Villanelle. A a singular sentence that rings true. (laughs) (laughs) She even leaves Eve a teddy, teasing the XMI6 agent with a message saying that Eve wishes Villanelle were there to come for her in the long, lonely nights to come. Girl. And as much as Eve's trying to deny it, her reaction is one of agreement. That said- Was she trying to
1: deny it in that moment?
0: I don't know what (laughs) people are talking about. Uh, that said, it's not healthy at all because her life's falling apart. It's colleagues, already apart. <laughs> colleagues are constantly in danger, and Eve keeps hitting the self destruct button.
1: Yo, yeah, what colleagues? What colleagues?
0: What colleagues? I mean, like, I she guess. You got no
1: damn colleagues? She doesn't have a job thank except you. at the restaurant. And she's thank not friends you. with those
0: people. I feel like she hasn't shown up for work over there this whole week. This whole week. <laughs>
1: and she's taking advantage of the fact because her auntie got her that job. Right.
0: She doesn't have anyone to confide in without Kenny. So Eve will somehow have to find a way to make the right decisions on her own. <laughs> oh, thank God. It's the end of the it, article. Yes, yeah, it's, it's done. It's done. Uh,
1: who, who wrote this? Who's responsible for this thing? CBR.com? What is that? Comic book? I mean, probably whatever fuck them
0: whatever right i don't know what's what's happening so
1: uh, that link was definitely sent to enrage and enrage it
0: did reynaldo matadin oh Uh, it's a dude i'm shocked shocked uh, i say shocked i I too shocked shocked. i say so shocked like i mean maybe he doesn't know the Definition of the word, like maybe he was it using it. It seems like most
1: of the people who write articles relating to Killing Eve do not know what queer baiting is. And they cannot actually find a real source in media that they can criticize for that. And like I will always say, it's, the, it's the, the biggest. Queer baiting. Well, not even just that. One of the biggest queer baiters on TV right now is motherfucking Supergirl with how the fandom works. And so to not have 85 million articles about Supergirl, but you have all these articles about Killing Eve in which they actually give content for the pairing is
0: I think they're interesting. They're following the viewership and the money. So people are writing about things that they aren't passionate about just because it'll be seen by more people.
1: Okay. I will also say that people should hold the CW to task for their problematic and often years. lacking content for years
0: for years, thank and you.
1: getting some of those creatives out <laughs> of the paint. But they don't. And it's just like people get the bare minimum from CW and they're like, oh, thanks. But aren't there, I wasn't someone I saw, I think it was, um, it might have been Michael who was saying something about, I've not really watched Arrow, but he was talking about a character that was turned queer. For the story on Arrow that was a heterosexual character in the comics, but then the character was given nothing to do. And so that's what I feel like the CW does. Mm. They give you empty tokens. They're like, here's this queer person. Look! Look! It's a gay! And then you're like, oh my god. But then you're like, are you gonna develop that queer character? Are you gonna gonna get to do stuff? And they're like, oh no, no. um, None of our writers in the writer room know
0: how to write for a queer character. So this just became impossible for us to handle.
1: That's my main issue with um, Black Lightning right now and their are hailing of, of Nyssa and and her girl is that where are they where is the screen time do you don't even room? know what you're doing
0: like you guys can write for black issues we've seen it we we from the beginning with the police brutality i was like okay you guys are you got but to But it's nose different to the it's crowd, different when it comes to writing for queer. queer
1: characters right if there are no queer people on the writing staff those are going to be the beginning of the ghost series. if you don't have a single goddamn queer person of any gender on your writing staff you are going to miss shit you're going to do it incorrectly and people are going to feel like it doesn't as authentic as it could. The actress can only do so much with lines. So
0: You're anyway, that was a us? side, that no, was a side was. rant. I'm
1: sorry, guys, but I just every time I see someone bring up queer baiting with Killing Eve, and knowing how long I've been looking for the staff and content, literally since I was able to put eyes on the screen, and to know that we've had years of actual subtext, like a buffy. Years of actual subtext, and we get the text, we get text with this unusual and complicated and dark pairing and people want to be like oh but is it it's a queer baby and I'm steady just like yo where were these questions for the for the shows that actually deserved it where was the criticism for the shows that actually Rizzoli and Isles anyone Rizzoli and Isles I didn't really watch that show but I know what they did and I so, maintain
0: that yeah they're not using the word correctly and they're just looking for a reason to talk badly about bait, a show perhaps yes. with a uh, of big fan following. Like, think of all of the bad Captain Marvel press. For what? For what? Those were the incels. And for what? Right.
1: The they were mad that Brie Larson evidently practices intersectional feminism. <laughs> they were like, oh, God, get Brie. So I just, you know, you can't really deal with incels. You just gotta fight them, fade them.
0: Okay, Ronaldo. We'll we'll see where your flag flies. Please don't be in the incel region, and maybe ask some questions. Too late before oh, is you that, spew. See, no, that's you. Articles. You're nice.
1: No, you're nice. Ronaldo's at the place where he has to disprove the incel. All oh, right, well, right. So yeah. I'm not. There's no more benefit of the doubt. You are there, and now you need to disprove. Okay, so whatever. Sorry, I'm just so mad every time I hear queer baiting. All right. So this next question is from Carolina. Or Catalina. And she says, you guys were annoyed at Kenny for not sending texts asking for help when he realized he might be in danger. This is why I think Dred did it because she'd be someone he trusts, so he wouldn't see it coming. And she'd be able to walk into Bitter Pill without looking suspicious. Plus, have you noticed her reaction in episode two when Eve shows up at Bitter Pill talking about Kenny's phone? Check it out. It totally looks like she's listening to their conversation. I definitely believe she's a mole sending info to the 12. And so Terrence is Welcome. laughing. He's vibrating <laughs> in the chair because no, this Terrence noticed it. He feels it in his soul and he's been championing that theory ever since episode two. She's so def- why don't you take it away I'm with I'm just going to say that
0: Dredd or Audrey has been in Kenny's business all episode one. If you look at the scenes where he's speaking to Bear... Wow, I'm using their real names. If you look (laughs) at Dredd, when Red is talking to Kenny, wrapping cable randomly by his uh, chair and just trying to figure out plans and stuff, and she's over here like, hmm, he's got plans? What kind of plans are these? What's going on? What's he saying? And he's like, well, yeah, I'm doing something later on tonight. Now, whether that later on tonight meant going to see Eve or, you know, hanging out with Dredd after work, none of my business personally personally were they handle what were they handlers for Kenny making sure that he was not contacting people he should not be contacting while he was doing whatever he was doing in the office which was highly highly crazy highly highly crazy um highly highly but yes the same thing with eplasty with a, a dread. Noticing Eve there and talking about what they were talking about, she wanted to be in the know. She's only receptionist, so there's only a modicum—I uh, use that word a lot—this podcast of understanding she should really have <laughs> yeah. with what they are doing based on her pay grade. But again, she may be getting paid more with the twelve, so her needing only this entry level in at the bed of pill maybe gets her way more access than everyone's led to mm. believe. So they're probably siphoning a lot of data from there, and it Why, is what it Jed? is,
1: right? Wow, we are a I feel like we are on a, a collectively shitty sliding scale for all of the melanated actresses they bring in cuz we started at the top. We, we sure started did. with Elena. Then they gave us Jess. I was so And angry. Jess was just shading Eve. <laughs> and now we got Dred. And Dred is just a plant. And and this why it why it makes me extra sad is because literally look at the contrast from Elena so sweet, genuine interest and adorableness that she had with Kenny. Strong and connection. If they, if to they Eve. make Dread forget that. If they make Dread a plant, think about what that means for Kenny's last relationship. Think about what that means for what he was actually experiencing and how it changes. Oh, he was wearing deodorant and he was doing all this stuff and he was going to football games. If Dread is a plant, that just breaks my heart for Kenny because that means nothing he had at the end was real. And then I have to ask myself, did he know at all? Is does he have another clue in his Rubik's?
0: Like you just turn around and find out that he knew Dredd was in on it right. like you take Panda you just look under Panda and it's like right. dread no <laughs> yeah dread so. but the D is in a parenthesis so it's like D red so red and dread yeah, Like, like okay. evil get it.
1: she is having a hard time with those nerdy clues oh, yeah. all right. so yeah, that is where we are Catalina on that. Terence is all in uh. on dread is a part of it and she will be revealed with her duplicitous nature soon sigma also asked for us to talk for a spill about eve going to poland as a quote rest after the kiss
0: <laughs> she needs to center herself as uh, she, she needs has to not try. discovered what her 10 digits can do so we're saying S- that eve did not lean back lean back lean back i mean she she did in that bed but she just didn't know what else to do next Lord. so you know she hmm it's, what a shame. I, what a what shame. shame. What a shame. What a shame. I would indeed. hope she would
1: have had a, a vigorous session with herself that night with the heart. Up until the um the batteries went out. Remember that movie? Um, what was it? I don't know if it's called Super A isn't right, but it was the Scarlet Letter movie with Emma Stone. And she had that song in the birthday card. Uh, I got a I got a pocket full of sunshine. Right. And at first she was like, I hate this. And then she kept opening it up like it was a remix. That's what I expected of Eve with the heart. I gotta, I gotta, except it's like, admit it, admit it, admit it, admit it, (laughs) it, Eve.
0: You wish I was, you wish I was here.
1: (laughs) Until she goes to click it to get that last rise to her peak. And it's, it's dead. It's like, admit it, Eve. And she's like, no, the battery just died. But that's clearly what I just, that's the fan fiction I wrote in my head. And uh, Killing Eve said no, Candice, no.
0: At least Constantine understood that Villanelle had too much energy in his bed and that he needed to go somewhere else so that she could concentrate and do what she knows to do.
1: Actually, good point. He was like, whatever this is, whatever this is, <laughs> no.
0: I'm going no. to the couch because, wow. And this we is... see
1: from the preview, he's like, yo, what the
0: fuck? <laughs> yo, what is up with you?
1: If he would call Dasha, she'd be like, yo, that bitch just stole a baby the other day and I was so annoyed at what <laughs> she's up to. Oh, villainous! Really? As for me, the rest of the kiss, I- I'm a terrorist. She is um, in denial and in delusions and her loins are so disrupted that the only way that she could try to get control over her life is to put herself in front of the stash that kills the loins, just kills that sapphic urge because everything is such the polar opposite with Nico. That I'll take it from this perspective that the kiss rocked Eve so intensely because, number one, as Sandra O oh played it and the articles you've seen, she did not expect herself to do it. She gave in to the fact that Villanelle was that close, the smell was there, Villanelle was saying wild shit like, smell me, Eve, and she couldn't handle it. So I think she's to the point of like, I need to get some control back. I need to, girl. Right. <laughs> Girl, you're straight. <laughs> you're a hat. Go see Nico. Go try to hop on that knob. I know we don't give blowjobs. Like last season, we didn't give no blowjobs. But maybe, 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 maybe we could uh, practice with a banana. I just feel like Eve is out here doing the most and she will still take all the L. And then she will show up to maybe see Nico. Nico's like, why is you here? She's like, oh, I, um, yeah, she's, I'm here in my new balance to try and be uh-huh. a, good, a good wife. And hopefully Nico's like, you were never a good wife. So aspiring to stay at the bottom, Eve, is not something that I'm trying to do with my life. You see I'm here in Poland with my family and the chickens because I'm trying to go up. I'm trying to elevate and not descend. And with you, it's descent
0: <laughs> uh, of maybe. me and
1: my member.
0: Sorry. No, <laughs> a dirty Lord. joke. Dirty joke. <laughs> I think that, um, yeah, Eve's going to have to work through those uh, sepia tones and try to swim back to the black and white because, you know, she's, I don't know her, there's too much color and she just, she don't know what to do with it again. So it's like, at least she understood when things were gray Mm, and mm -hmm. and faded that, you know, what, everything is just sifting in this middle where there's no real extreme reactions one way or the other. That's back when things were, were normal. And that's her trying to return to Norman. Of course, she's gonna, if she had the opportunity to maintain the lie that she did, in fact, kiss Villanelle, she would keep that from Nico if Nico was in the position to listen to Eve. But
1: that's the thing a whole lot of people out here keeping secrets about what they're doing.
0: Now, if he just spoke straight Polish to her and just ignored her, that would be wonderful because she's gonna be like, what?
1: <laughs> I just feel like that ridiculous smile that we see from the frame where it looks like she's walking in on some chickens where Nico is. I'm just like, girl, this smile, these new balances, this whole thing, this whole thing. Eve, I hope you go down with embarrassment and horror in front of Nico and his family and his friends. They're like, wow, girl, you shouldn't have come here. This is this is bad. I can see the
0: babushka now. I never liked you, but not in English. Clearly. Right.
1: The woman with the with the thing on her head, the scarf, she I was like, I always return. knew you'd come right? back. <laughs> I knew you I knew our Nico Palastri would return home one day. She never cooks. <laughs> she, never,
0: <laughs> she never cooks. She doesn't cook anything.
1: Lord. All right. And so this last question is from Captain Villanelle. Your thoughts about Dasha in Poland. Is she going to kill Nico? Will Villanelle be framed? Double question mark.
0: Uh, I say that a person like Nico only needs to die if they're too close to Eve. I think Nico taking his stuff and leaving without saying anything was one of the smartest things Nico's character could have done to prolong his life. Um, for a week, no. <laughs> <laughs> to chase right. his
1: ass down there and gets him murdered,
0: or until like someone from the twelve, even though they know that they're separated, will think maybe they're separated to spare him, even though we've already marked him for death.
1: But you have to think about it in the sense that. Of what Raymond said, if that is what Suzanne is leaning on this season, is that it's not about being separated. It's about causing pain to Eve. Mm-hmm. And if anyone has been observing her actions, just like Constantine, Constantine, for some reason, knows that, that he's in Poland. He's in Poland. Right. And so everybody in the 12 seems to know what's going on with Nico and Eve. And so if they're looking for a way to further destabilize Eve, especially if they want to influence something going on with her and Bill and Elle, this is the time. Not six months ago when she was in the ICU right. and didn't know what was going on with Nico. But right now, when she's like, could this, could this, could we? And they're like, no, let's dead that. Let's end that and destroy your hopes and dreams.
0: See that? A moment on the lips. That 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 slither moment of happiness. It's going to cost you your soul, Eve. Like like angel. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, wait. I thought you said like angel. Oh, my gosh. I mean, well, Is if that going to be what know. happens with
1: the murder-o? That she loses her soul, but she gains her sapphic right. destiny? Right. I'll take that. yeah I believe I touched a little bit earlier from my part about that that I do think Dasha will kill Nico I felt for a while that Villanelle wouldn't do it and it wouldn't make sense for her to go back on what she already said and decided in series two when it comes to Nico. And when she opted to take out Gemma instead. So right now, Dasha is my play. And I honestly cannot see the point of Dasha doing this except to set up Villanelle. And this is a great way to do it because they just had this interaction. And while in my head, I believe that Eve is perceptive enough to see that Villanelle was both shocked and turned on. By the kiss and shooketh because of how she ran away. She had no more lines, no more lines. About, Smell me, Eve. Check out this suit. She was gone. She mm-hmm. stopped, dropped, and rolled out of the bus, and then looked from a distance, longingly, like, Oh my God, I can't believe that went down. So narratively, that's the only way that I see Nico leaving the paint is courtesy of Dasha, which will amp things up even further for both Eve and Villanelle, And will Villanelle be framed? I mean, isn't that kind of the point? I don't know that she'll be framed in any way that matters with the police because I don't think the Polish police will ever be involved in this storyline. But I do think blame from Eve is actually what Dasha is going for because at the very least, we know Dasha doesn't understand romance. And I don't think that has anything to do with her sexuality. It's just her, where she's just like, I don't have time for it. There is no point. You have lovers that you have sex with when you need that fix. But anything emotional, that's not what we do. And Dasha is so much older than Villanelle. She seems to be living to that creed where she was talking to her at the cafe. She was like, listen, bitch, this is not what we do. We don't do that. There's no love. There's no Netflix and chill. It's just make this money, honey, and be a boss and win alone. That's what we do. And so Dasha is a different type of creature. She's a different type of misandrist killer. And she's definitely lying to Villanelle. She's definitely trying to manipulate this hoe. And the best way to manipulate Villanelle is through her vulnerabilities where Eve Polastri is concerned.
0: So that's where I am on that. I'm going to just hope that uh, there is no early demise or late demise of nico i want there to be an attempt that is extravagant oh you want enough. him to
1: wait you want him to make it out of series four a series three excuse I mean, me
0: no, no no he can exit the series episode four but i want but you want him to be
1: alive
0: to be extravagant you want him to be enough. breathing
1: oh my god
0: to where he really gives eve palashia a piece of his mind because she's the reason why this is happening
1: Man, this feels like that fucking movie that was the the spoof. I guess it wasn't a spoof; it was real. What was it called? Divergent. That's what you just did. <laughs> you have diverged. We are on a divergent path because Nico could fucking die. All right, so I think that's the end of our new um, thing that we were trying to do. Gayo Correo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a sorry, working guys. title, but-
1: it's, a, it's a work in progress. This title,
0: you know, it's not a working title. Spotted on Twitter, Tumblr. Oh my god, it's
1: not. It's so not.
0: Oh, all right. Um you guys see this? Wait, I'm is gonna that Twitter? you. What to is it? You. Send it. I'm immediately that. All Right, right here, now. Right, send all the things. All right. So I'm going to start with this thing. I'm just gonna flash over to you. And it is a video. Um maybe you can tell the wonderful people what you're seeing here. Um it's it's Kermit the Frog. Whoa. what?
1: <laughs> he's in a suit. He's in
0: he's in a suit that What's, looks a it's little very bigger, wide. Right? It's uh-huh. a very
1: wide, large uh-huh. suit. Yeah. It's kind of dwarfing him. Please don't tell me this is the villain <laughs> comparison. Why?
0: <laughs> Who did this? Who's responsible? Uh, Who's responsible? Um actually several, several
1: Oh, uh, this fucking fandom <laughs> never like, changed. Never change <laughs> killing you fandom. Lord. Good.
0: Lord. As the day is mm-hmm. Was there a caption or was it just Kermit while mm-hmm. in a suit? Mm-hmm. Yep. That was it? Yep. Wow. And I was like, Ruh. okay. <laughs> uh, all
1: right. Well, I guess I can go to my first spotted on Twitter Tumblr and this is from toxic ship trash. And she writes how long y'all think it took for Villanelle to come up with Hi Eve. Like did she practice that in the mirror before going to see Eve or what? And so I selected this spotted on from Twitter because you know what it reminded me of? Huntress from Birds of Prey. Yes. Do you know who I am? you know who I am? They call me and then someone's she like, "The Crossbow Killer." And she's like, yeah, "I'm not the Crossbow Killer." Crossbow Killer? What the fuck? And so I actually imagined Villanelle being all extra in the mirror. Hi Eve. But just being adorable, like the huntress was, like doing her best to be like, look at me. I'm scary. I'm intimidating. I'm powerful. I'm a fucking centaurian that's become Emperor. Hi, Eve.
0: Like,
1: <laughs> her best. Don't she did her best.
0: I never freeze. I
1: <laughs> Lord. We have way too many nerdy references in Eve these Palastri.
0: episodes. Hi. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Uh, I have one from Sandra Ostan. I'm going to read this aloud, but I want you to see it as well. It's another visual. $300 for a neon sign grabs wallet. Who the fuck about to pay that? much takes out credit card for a fucking neon sorry baby sign types of credit card information oh y'all really got a rich (laughs) y'all really got to be rich rich because what the fuck reviews order (laughs) couldn't fucking be me confirms (laughs) now to reference what she's talking about i had to hybrid it and pull up what she's talking about oh my god i want this it's a bedroom makeover oh killing eve Sorry, baby. That's the inspiration. I
1: see it. I see it. Google custom neon signs. Mm-hmm. Who bought that? I, well, I mean, the no. Killing Eve. Um,
0: I don't know, but this is who shared it. I, I, I can do that. Right, right, right.
1: Part of me wants to just twist the lights myself. Neon lights. As you know, my Burning Man um, art experiments left me with many light sculptures. So um, I feel like that's something we should have in the studio. Sorry, baby somewhere maybe in the hallway or just where we can see so I like that I'm with I'm with Sandra oh Stan and that some things are worth the expense
0: I mean so if you are a crafter yourself and you think that you can uh, sculpt this sorry baby but then also I'm like what
1: about a neon sign that says get the strap like that's (laughs) just so I can have my mom be like wow what's going on in the studio what is going on so sorry baby get the strap
0: and maybe even I don't know massandra, misandry of course (laughs) That's a given. That's the largest one. It's like a church
1: sign. (laughs) This is the Church of Asadre. Come ye, come all, come one, come all. Okay, so what is my next spotted on? Oh, this was another funny comment I saw, and this was actually on Tumblr from Killed by Villanelle and Shay Wright. Okay, but imagine Elena sees that video of Eve and Villanelle on the bus and sends it to Eve. Dot dot dot. All she says is, "What the fuck," and then she blocks Eve's number.
0: I do not think Elena would block you. number. Not.
1: She would just she would be like, "What the fuck?" Um, right. Maybe we should catch up and get some drinks.
0: And if Elena found it, then that means that Jamie also has it. So fuck you. No, no. If Elena has it, then Jamie has it.
1: Just like Aaron Peel had the footage of Billy you know, throwing the we, nitty, throwing the nanny
0: a, in a, the street? So I may be guilty of thinking a little too <laughs> logically. All right. Um, do you have any more spotted tones? Oh yes. Um, rounding out. What I saw that I thought was uh, hilarious was this tweet that sound like uh, Eve Palastri uh, stepping out of her uh, gay conversion therapy or Poland or whatever what? you want to call it. Eve leaving Poland, Eve leaving gay conversion therapy. It's a tweet which says, I experienced same sex attraction, but my identity is in Christ.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Experiencing same sex attraction is not sinful. Acting on it is. Being tempted is not sinful. Choosing the temptation is. God provides the strength and grace necessary to choose life over the enemy's lies. He is good. Sir, what What is this (laughs) fucking
1: propaganda you brought to the motherfucking podcast? (laughs) Sir, I'm
0: about to fight you in these streets. What is this? That is the amount of hoops that Hetz would have to jump (laughs) over to be able to win uh, Eve Holastribe back over to the side of good. If that was their hope or wish, I mean, best of luck. I mean, I don't think that's where the series is going to go myself, but that was a great wrap up for I don't the I think Killing Ark. Eve wants to see the quiz <laughs> turn on them so fucking fast because if they were like,
1: okay, so Eve is over here getting conversion therapy. It's done. It's a wrap. It's done. It's a wrap. Like that's part of, that's like a side thing I want to do. Like when society puts me further to the fringe, you know, I want to be a vigilante. And one of the things I would do would be rescuing the gabies from these places and setting it on fire. And you know what? If you ever find evidence that that happened, it wasn't me. It's
0: a joke. (laughs) It's a joke.
1: Fantasy. I just literally gave the idea to someone else who would do it. That's not me. Right. But, you just, know.
0: you know, use driftwood as your search term when you're looking for stories and locations <laughs> and people who may own or run uh, gay conversion camps. I'm not saying that that's where they all are, but enough of them are and enough survivor Save stories the are gaybies. there where you will definitely feel motivated oh my God. to Do you remember that news some... story
1: we saw? It was like, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago now, but it was about that guy and he was responsible for the biggest network of gay conversion therapy um, was he... things and he was he coming was out the whole fucking yeah, right. closet. Mm-hmm. I was like you so, know what? A support to queers but collecting all you money. might get, you you might not make it out of pride safely right. if you're not careful because, because where is the penance for all the toxicity you put into the world? You can't just be like oh I'm here and I'm queer and I'm not going anywhere and yes I did spend the past 35 years destroying lives but right. you know Shocking I love me now. Shocking
0: people with electric impulses every time they saw images. And, and I like it. Right. There's...
1: I've known two people in life friends who ended up revealing they had to deal with that, you know, Christian family backgrounds and shipped off to these horrible places where they met other queers and eventually ran away. Um, But I'm a cheerleader style. So it's just like, I just think it's abhorrent. It's awful. Like, kick your kid out.
0: Like if if you are so upset right. about just, the gay, kick them out. Right, just just, kick just them grab out. the shotgun and be like, we don't serve the time here, kind here or whatever. Get out of here, you queer. Know at least but then, don't
1: send them places, right. by force, please.
0: Because at least then someone, hopefully with the right heart and the right mind, can take right them in or yes. uh,
1: one of the many charities out there. Well, many that's egregious, but one of the important charities out there that tries to make sure that young queer people have a safe place to stay. We have a number of institutions like that in New York, but we know New York is not every fucking city where you can find a place to fucking right. go. Right. So that was a tangent. But you brought it up with your nonsense. I mean designed to enrage.
0: I saw that tweet. I was like, if the heads wanted to try to salvage whatever pieces of their their brain matter they had from it being imploded from the kiss, it's like, well, how do I get what I want and take it from the other side, make Eve go to gay conversion therapy. So that way there's an L on our side and then they get a W. I mean, but that's not what's going to happen at the end of the series. So mm. sorry for you.
1: Sorry to that, that fan.
0: <laughs> right. Sorry to that fan. Right.
1: All right. So for my next spotted on, this is, it's going to be a bit of a rage. And for you guys that know my complaints about merch and how you've seen that I just create my own things since BBC, AMC, and The rest just say, fuck you guys. Fuck what you want to buy. Okay, spot it on. Initially seen on Macare Madness's Twitter and also seen on J Love's K.E. Spoilers and a few others is that Killing Eve is out here giving swag. Again, to influencers who apparently don't influence the fandom at all. And this is where I'm lost. This is where I'm lost. I thought when you send people free stuff, they should be connected in some way to the people who talk about said show, right? Like, And it just feels like it's fucking random. Like, last year, wasn't it random, the people who got the pajamas? We just felt like it was random as fuck. That you just picked British celebrities that in no way trended or talked about Killing Eve normally. And they were like, here, here, celebrities, take these pajamas. And so you guys... I'm sure you've seen the photos, and if you haven't, um, I'm upset because what the fuck is this, Terrence? Are these card games? What is that? What is what, what are they? What are they pointing they to? They
0: almost do look like card games, but I know that on the back of the cereal box that there's a word "surge." Okay, there's- but there's a
1: cereal box. But what is that? What are what are what is in these cases that say "killer crunch"? Don't leave me, honey. Deadly toy weapon. I can't see what the other thing says because. Her arm is covering it. This one says double shot. I just—it sounds like cool, cute shit. Right. And I just don't know why this individual has it. Versus like, it doesn't even have to be us. I just want a feral fucking fan to right. get their hands on some match. Even if you just give it away and just give away for for it to be whittled down. Um, a question, a memory, whatever. But please, BBC. This is really directed to y'all. And I think I'm actually gonna at y'all. And if y'all see me adding the BBC killing eve and BBC i player it will be on the behalf of of you guys us the fandom to say can what can just somebody from the fandom who is feral for villain eve who is feral for fucking killing eve and for the people attached to it give a thing or an opportunity to buy to spend your fucking money on novelty based shit that would normally be at FYE because that's what this cereal is this cereal is uh, uh, the rugrat cereal that was at FIE. What was it last? I feel like it was last Christmas season. Okay. That's how I got yeah. my um the bar, the oh, reptar right. bar, the reptar bar. Yes, it was there. And so there, there are companies that do this. They make bullshit edible things for like, marketing right. situations or just like you know props. And so this is easily accomplished by BBC and AMC. But I don't understand why they just refuse to sell it. I I don't understand why they refuse to sell it, and also why they refuse to give it to the fans that might actually pass out or an opportunity just a competition just anything and so i'm a that's a, it's the crusade i've been on you know i've been that way since gentleman jack because i'm just like what is going on with people not merchandising queer stuff like i thought usually people like to take the gay money they do a pride but um yeah i just um I'm upset, you guys. I'm upset and disappointed. And so what is what is Candice going to be doing? Candace is going to be making her own insane box of goodies. And then, you know what? Once I go fully extra and Terrence knows how extra I get, like it will look like Killing Eve's box, we are going to give one away because we deserve to have fun, too. Don't we?
0: We definitely
1: do. We got our. We deserve funds. That's the end of my spotted on. I spotted stuff. <laughs> I spotted merch and it's not in my hand.
0: So some of you may have noticed on IG that uh Jodi popped back up in the scene. She sure did. She shared uh three uh drawings. I feel uh, like these
1: were digital paintings
0: <laughs> for the artist. It's like, I just
1: draw. I digitally painted. Okay. But they were actually very, very well done. Digital paintings. I had seen them on the internet before I saw them shared on Jodie Comer's Insta.
0: And it was interesting timing to see her uh, post. And this was just, what is it? So it would have been like literally after the kiss, not acknowledging it at all. (laughs)
1: Well, I saw some people theorizing like Jody will post after the sapphic kiss. And so technically that was the case on the Tuesday after the UK air date. Who knows if that was her original plan? Who knows if she was just like, I've decided to post in the Rona Times. I finally am okay to post. And here's some art bitches. But didn't she also post about a new project she has coming up at the same time?
0: Oh, yes. What is this over here by the media center? Uh, they're doing, um they're remaking Alan Bennett's uh, Talking Heads uh, masterpiece.
1: Well, it's the BBC. It's not, I think Media Center is just like where they post stuff. Okay. But it is a BBC production that has repeated itself every 10 years. Although this would be the exception because I know it was previously aired in 1988. And then again in 1998, obviously we are past 2018. Or some other time where it could be relevant there. And so it hasn't happened in over 20 years. And they are bringing it back with two new monologues. For anyone who's familiar, you know what this is. A bunch of monologues performed. If you don't, you can check it out online because there's stuff and stuff for you to find out. Jody Comer is performing the monologue, Her Big Chance. That was originally performed in 1988, and it will be directed by Josie Rourke. And actually, I believe I saw earlier today, Jody was on her stories again, posting about it, and it was like a, a clapper. And the caption was, today was, without a doubt, the hardest thing I've ever done. At Josie Rourke, you are a legend. Thank you. So that's the director. It was a clapper of her working on The Talking Heads. So presumably she just shot that and did it, and it was a hard a demanding acting experience. But I'm happy to see that Jody is out there expressing herself and doing stuff because Lord knows with how everyone's year and summers and things have taken a turn for the worst, you have to do whatever you can to keep yourself engaged and mentally feeling good. And certainly for creative people who oh, yeah. have suddenly had their creative outlets removed, it can be a very trying uh, emotional experience. And so I didn't know what was going on with her. I just figured like these times are shitty. So there's no way to know what's going on with someone. I'm just happy that she has found the stuff needed to want to be out there practicing her craft right, and giving stuff, the gift yeah. of entertainment and art to people. So, yeah. I feel like I took over your spotted on, but that's because I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> and my last spotted on was just a listener reaction to Villanelle reading the bus. And Blackbird wrote, Okay, but the way Villanelle was so shooketh by the kiss that she just left the bus without a word, she wanted to show Eve she had power over her, only to realize Eve is the one with the power. I papi! So that, that was the tweet! And I agree. I agree. The way that Villanelle was shooketh by the kiss is so delicious because nobody with swagger on on 100 like she was with a three-piece suit and the grin that she had should run as quickly out of the bus when someone lays their lips upon you. But yet this is Villanelle, the softest killer bitch that ever did kill. Because guys, can you tell me when Villanelle hasn't cried? When Eve was was touching up on her. When have the tears not hovered in her eye? When has she not been shooketh? How people don't think Villanelle's a bottom for Eve, I will never, ever understand. Because it, the writing on the wall is so, it is so there. It's so obvious.
0: I mean, well. She's maybe, a mess. She's a big gay obvious, mess for right, Eve. I was about to say, maybe it's obvious because of the goggles that we see the show through. And, you know, not everybody has that prescription. Okay, like, but did you
1: see how her chest was heaving? After the kiss, she was like, <laughs> like she was in a boss class. She was like I, I can't deal with I this. I mean,
0: I'm in a suit you, my brace. I think she was ready to, um,
1: <laughs> to risk it all on a bus. Uh, She'd yes. have been like, we could get these people a show, Eve. Is that, I didn't know you were into the voyeurism, but we can do that. And Eve could tell she was on that shit. She was like, no, let me hit it with the headbutt because uh, no, 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 I'm not ready for all that exposure. Right. <laughs> anyway, that was my last spotted on. A bunch of silly shit today and frankly there was a lot of stuff I ran into once I could go on the internet about the kiss but it got to be so much and extra
0: <laughs> that I was like bitch just choose five just choose five right.
1: and keep the rest of enjoyment to you inside in your heart
0: alright since we've wrapped up Spotted on Twitter Tumblr we'll step on over into final takes
1: this is the end guys well almost the end
0: All right, so I guess I'll start off with uh, my final take Um there's it's too soon to tell with a lot of things, but my eye is on Carolyn and the things that used to, or maybe still does, make her happy. And I'm wondering if her happiness uh, comes at a severe cost. Like, does it mean that everyone around her needs to be unhappy for her to be happy? What is, like, we've never had a clear understanding of the what it means to gain from the Carolyn perspective, what it means to win from the Carolyn perspective. She's just always been winning. People have always just been losing mm. to her, but we need to now look into with as intimate of a view that they give us into what it, what it is to win as Carolyn and hope that we can get somewhere near there, even though everything seems to be trending very down and very poorly for her. So my goal and hope My final take, if I can get eyes on Carolyn, this episode coming up is to see what what anybody can do to help her get to, you know, that winning feeling that she seems to have lost.
1: All right. So you are interested in the Carolyn deep dive? Yes. Well, who isn't? Everyone should be interested in the Carolyn deep dive because that just means we get more wonderful, delicious scenes from Fiona Shaw. And I will never Note of that. Well, my final take is: where are we? We are entering an interesting place in transition, transformation, potentially, where Villanelle is concerned, and this idea of her trying to understand love. And I couldn't be sure where. The series three writer would go with how we left in the finale and all of us with our broken hearts of, I love you, Eve. I do. No, no, you don't. You don't know what that is. And so in my mind, I hoped and, thought that this is something that realistically should stick around for Villanelle. It should be something that bothers her, that stings her, that piques her curiosity and interest because she thought she had everything so figured out where Eve is concerned. She had everything so calculated and prepared that she was authentically shocked when Eve was like, no, and reacted to her manipulation with the gun and Raymond in such a particular way that her only response to that heartbreak was, I'm going to shoot you in the back. So clearly or maybe not clearly, but it seems to be clear that the journey they're taking Villanelle on currently in the season has to do with love and understanding it. And I think that's because she desperately wants it with Eve. I think Villanelle desperately wants to prove Eve wrong. And well, outside of that, just giving me pain, deep sapphic gay pain that feels so good, but also hurts so bad in my heart. I am excited for what it means for the story and where Villanelle as a character can go. And perhaps closer to what I was describing earlier where she's, she's still all those things that people in the articles seem to think is just zero redeeming qualities okay. that I don't agree. Because I think if you, if you have at least one person that is the person you would do anything for, that is your ride or die, that is still of value. And it is still a story I'm interested in watching and experiencing with these two characters. And so I feel like by the time we're done with the season, Villanelle will feel like she has no one left to lean on and I just hope that whatever this arc is with the baby and what she learns about love and things she is left with the impression that the closest to that is Eve because alternatively when I was thinking about her perfume and that Villanelle uses perfume as armor in a lot of ways and certainly in this last episode it seemed like a kind of armor because Dash is like okay go to London do this thing and Villanelle was never shook. It's like, I'm not ready. ready. I can't do it. No way. And so this is a vulnerable Villanelle who's like, actually... Eve hurt me so intensely and I'm so unsure of who I am when I'm around her at this point in time or whether I can have any piece of strength. I can't go back there. And with Dasha's provocation, she's like, okay, well, the only way I can go back there is if I feel powerful and I can present this jaunt of what I'm actually trying to still create in my life with Dasha, but doesn't actually exist. It was this feeling that I have usurped and I'm more powerful than I once was. And she goes to the perfumer and she requests her ridiculous things so that she can ultimately stand in the presence of Eve and feel like she has something else else that isn't just like her bare feelings on display. With her, like I said, her eyes, that be craying a tear. I know Eve notices. That's why she did a cheek cup. Do you think about it? Because she knows what that does to a bitch. And so what's interesting, too, to me about the whole line she said with the perfume is when she says to the guy, you know, I want to make people gag with this smell of power. Right. That I thought it was kind of ironic that you know, with the visceral image of gagging, puking, something disgusts you, that realistically, the only person who actually hasn't gagged because of Villanelle, the only person who actually hasn't balked at what is her natural talent, her natural interest in how she likes to kill people, is Eve. Eve? Not one single time. She balked at the gun, that little bitty gun, but that's because, ooh, Emerald wanted to put us through it. And she did. She did put us through it. But in terms of who Villanelle is as a person, Eve has been nothing but an admirer. She's like, she has skills, she has flair, she has pizzazz, she's really pretty, what's with the shape of her mouth? I love the way she dresses. Blah, 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 blah. And so realistically, everything that Eve did while she was on her initial investigative from MI5 before heading to MI6 thing sets Villanelle up as, oh my god this is love because this is someone taking what they see because Eve was looking at the dark. She was looking at the muck and she was like, mm, I still want that because I like it. it's intriguing me. And so the rejection in the ruins flies in the face of what Villanelle felt like she learned. She was like, no, we are the same. We are together. We should be together. We have the same ideas and thoughts and things. And Eve, because she was a hot mess, was like, no, we're not the same. But if we can get back to a place for Villanelle and Eve, where she remembers that this authentically is the one woman who has not gagged, who is not Recoiled, who has not felt repulsed, except Villanelle, except when she's felt manipulated. Because I still maintain that she doesn't give a goddamn about Raymond, and certainly we've not seen anything. I've speculated about Suzanne trying different things to try to let us know that Eve is tormented by Raymond, and I just think that she's not. That the directors <laughs> could have gone through something to say, let us show, let us show how she's tormented by Raymond, but she's not. And the one time she was trying to talk to Kenny about what was going on, she was talking about. Oh, and Kenny was like, "Oh, I was." It was actually Nico. I was curious if you were you were Nico because he's your husband. Right. If you were back on the shit, and so I just those are my final thoughts. Is that I just feel like Villanelle has had such a profound and unsettling rejection that has led to her hurt of her person of her self esteem and of her perception of the world, that this is how she's trying to repair it. And on the one hand, Eve was that destructive to her. But on the other hand, like we're seeing that Villanelle couldn't be happier that Eve is back alive. That while she thought she might've been happier with her dead, with the definitely non-happier face that she had at the wedding, it's very clear, post the kiss, where she's like, look at the shoes, look at the excitement, look at the mania, literally mania, entering her life, according to Dasha, that they just need to be murder wives. At the end of the day, that's- what we need, that's what they need. It's what the world needs, needs now. <laughs> sapphic love, sweet love. That's it. I feel like that is the crux of where I am. Is that I just want Eve to prove Villanelle wrong because I see nothing but more heartbreak and pain on the horizon from everyone in Villanelle's life who is not Eve Palestri. And that makes me sad because even though article writers seem to think that there's nothing redeemable in Villanelle, I disagree and she needs to feel like somebody loved her and still does because that that, that's where I feel like that's where the baby stuff that's where the baby stuff coming from who loves me whoever loved me like this whoever thought I was this great and this perfect who looked at me this way because every time people look at me now they want to recoil they want to have issue they want to have drama they have conditions on whether or not I can feel their love but was there ever a person like this baby in which there were no conditions so that's my my current theory and vibes I'm going with
0: Oof, um, that's deep. That was a lot, sorry. It is a lot. <laughs> sorry. We may need some, uh, we may need a pick-me-up. I don't, I don't know what you have in your your COVID selection selector. <laughs> oh, you're talking
1: about my Rona? Oh, actually, all right, I gotta, I could do a pick-me-up <laughs> with my intense, lonely Villanelle. So we can return back to Jaunty Villanelle, because remember I told you I had a song that was basically my idea of a Villanelle before Eve was alive, when she was fucking around with Maria. Maria okay. in Barcelona.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Big fat checks, big large bills, pink car oh, wheels, cold ass bitch, I give bros chills. Woo. I was born to flex, diamonds hey. so on my neck. I like boarding jets, I like more in the sex, but nothing, nothing in this, in this world, world that I like more than checks. Money. 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 All bad bitch need Money. Damn. So, obviously, that, that was Villanelle mm-hmm. when she saw Maria with her expensive Ferragamo shoes, Dior shoes, whatever the fuck she was wearing. And she was like, you, you got money and you're pretty enough. So <laughs> because that's how I feel like Villanelle was working. She was like, you have money. You're, you look expensive. I like that. I like pretty things. So I'm going to take you. And we know that she got Maria very easily that day Maria potentially proposed. Oh, my God. Side thing. Do you th- who, who do you think proposed? Maria or Villanelle? Just a side question.
0: I would want it to be Maria just because the throws. I want the throws to have been so, I can't let you go. I know this is
1: wild. I know this is crazy. We've only known each other for like three months, but let's do it. Let's do the thing. (laughs)
0: Let's get married. On the plus side, she got to learn what a marriage is, at least in pomp and circumstance.
1: (laughs) She got to learn what was spent on a marriage. I feel like that is the extent of Villanelle's marriage lessons because the thing about like working on a marriage Villanelle didn't she, she just left she's gone mm-hmm. and I think it's an annulment like Maria may come back I was feeling more optimistic a couple episodes ago but now I'm not sure I'm not sure what is going on with Maria and another jaunt Cocky literal villanelle jaunt from the bus, since she was deciding to put on the most of a performance that she could for Eve is this little ditty by Rihanna.
0: I, I want you to be my sex
1: slave. Anything that I desire. Be one with my Set my whole body on fire. Limited Rihanna again, taking over your empire. Hey. But hey. I'm, I'm gonna be the, be the queen of your body parts. parts. <laughs> the way that I do. Girl, what? I want you! I love it, I love it, I love it when you eat it. I love it, I love it, I love it when you eat it. Now, she hasn't said this yet, but this would be what she says. If she could just get Eve to finish what she was doing on the bus.
0: That's going to be the second
1: teddy bear. I'm so rude.
0: I love it. Yes! Eve, Eve,
1: actually, that's that's Villanelle remixing the bunch. I love it, I love it, I love it when you eat it. I love it. We are so, we're ridiculous. You guys should be used to it. And once again, of course, the sun is up. So when that happens, any piece of common sense that might have been remaining in the studio is away. I was just thinking of like the Black Panther. Yes. The, the, the decency of the podcast host has been stripped, stripped away. away. <laughs> stripped yeah. away by the sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and because we can't have Villanelle being the only one out here with a little ditty or a verse describing her messy gay life as we got a little piece, <laughs> a little vintage piece from Maya It'll make sense. My love is like, whoa, whoa, my touch is like, whoa, my sex is like, whoa, my ass is like, whoa, my body's like, whoa, and you're kissing it. So what you think of it? <laughs> Y'all can't tell me that is not to the level of energy Eve comes with when she stands in her truth of what she can do. To Villanelle to shake her up.
0: Okay. And if you don't see it, you will see it. Oh, I'll you will
1: see it. We have never felt more confident and more clownish, but unlike clowns at the same time. Oh, okay. So I guess we're down to our last segment.
0: Oh, well, thanks for that. Picked me up. Now I'm ready to move on into Favorite Line of the Week. Favorite Line of the Week. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so, what's your favorite line this week,
0: Seth? Uh The tried and true, uh, the most Eve line that Eve has ever said in this, in this very series three, mm-hmm. in episode three. Say this no is... more. I'm pretty sure I know <laughs> what
1: line you're talking about. Okay.
0: Once I tell you about them,
1: your lives are in danger. Don't tell they're us. They're called the Twelve. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God, it's so true, Jamie. They're called the Twelve, Jamie. Since you're gonna die now, the twelve knows that I'm talking to you. Thank you, Jamie. That's
1: what they're called. So my line this episode, favorite line, <laughs> it's from the opposite, the other half of our sapphic murder duo, and um, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna say anything to set it up, except that this is the most villainous line said this episode, and perhaps all season, and it sent me. Into immediate feral status, and well, nothing can be done about that now. Oh man, the way Villanelle just walks Eve back like the little thing she is. Just love it. Here we go.
0: Smell me, Eve. Woo! 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 Listen, listen. Adjust, listen, adjust, adjust, listen. Adjust, adjust.
1: listen. Listen, I listen, just... I feel like I'm about to break into a Jennifer Hudson right, song. Right. The song in my heart. I don't even think the lyrics go that way. And I like it <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it. That's um, that's it. That's line. I just when I read hot takes and articles that said the line was weird. When I read hot takes that said the kiss was chaste, when I read hot takes that said there was decidedly unsexual, was a phrase I saw, decidedly unsexual. I just, this can only be attributed to the het subconscious bias because I think we can all agree, quiz across the globe, that that was hot. It was hot and you know that if you pulled that line out on somebody that you are jaunting with in this world um i think we could imagine the type of response you would receive from saying to somebody all deep and low and shit smell me i just like men can't get away with that like they could try I mean, you could try. You could try. But I think women, women, we should own this phrase. It's our phrase. We're taking it over. And um, all things are possible through Sappho, who strengthens me. So <laughs> so, so that's my favorite line of the week. None of you should be surprised if you saw my live reaction to that line.
0: Smell me, Eve.
1: Just I don't know if I'll be over that for a really long time.
0: I just mentally flashback and I I felt like I was about to get out of my seat. Even though I knew it was going to happen, it felt brand new all over again and for a moment to just be able to take me back that way. I mean that's some good standing television.
1: Yes it is. Alright guys so that's I guess that's it for us for this motherfucking snack. We have spent all of our brain cells in spoons uh, and um, in keeping with great tradition doing these Rona teen times. Uh, let's hit y'all with a fucking another Rona ditty as we prepare to say goodbye to you all. <coughs>
0: <laughs> A reminder Yeah <laughs> Coronavirus ay, 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 ay. A reminder that you can reach out to us At hey you guys all one word At wellwellvillanelle.com Our insta ay, is wellwellvillanelle And our ay. twitter if you are about it About it is wellvillanelle uh, As you know we are recording ay, out of New ay, York ay, City ay, Um ay. Even though we're winding down as far as infection rates, but we're still uh, not out of the woods. It's going to be a very warm weekend, and that may incite a lot of people to be irresponsible with their bodies. I want to thank you guys for supporting our Patreon, which provides us essentially with the means to convert from public to private transportation. Indeed.
1: All right, so I guess that means it's time for your roll call thingy that you've been doing for the countries across the world who we know are listening. And I ran out of Cardi Rona songs, so I'm going to throw on a classic Caribbean ditty. Maybe some of you know what this is. It's hella old, 90s. Um, but it's a it's a classic. Anyone who's been to Carnival or any kind of situation like that, you okay. might have you might have heard this on your respective fucking island. Uh, but let's hit it, Faluma!
0: Get ready to one, get ready to wide get ready to wide. Hey. hey, I hey. want to hey. send a shout out to Taiwan, Finland, Singapore, Hong Kong, the Philippines, Tokyo, Tokyo. Portugal. Poland, New Zealand, Netherlands, Netherlands. Ireland, uh, Uh, Ireland, Ireland. Ireland. Mexico, Russia, Brazil, Brazil. Spain, Brazil, Brazil. Brazil. South Korea, Germany, Argentina, Chile, Great Britain, Ecuador, Colombia, South Venezuela. America and these United States. Oh yeah, South America includes that shit.
1: And thank you. We do. Thank you so much for listening and supporting and being feral with us because we have our kiss. And you guys should know by now that this shit is not getting any tamer for the rest of the season. We have gotten our fucking content and we will be obnoxious and unreasonable for the rest of the goddamn series. And you know what? If you feel like twerking right now, do it. Do it in your room. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. Hey, hey. And whine. Hey, hey. And whine. Hey, And whine. Hey, hey. And whine. Hey, hey. hey, hey. <laughs> hey. All right, so we got to, the workers probably like, what these hoes doing in there? Um, We will also link this song for anyone who wants to have a private dance situation in their goddamn
0: home. All right, guys, until our live cast on Sunday. Here's hoping you get killed by a woman. And you guys, you guys never forget that Villanelle showed up in a 3 piece fucking suit to All talk right. to Eve and then ran away yes. like a soft
1: fucking bitch. <laughs> the minute she put her lips on her, <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> Eve, we've had so far. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> <no mother>. oh! somebody. <laughs> See you guys then.
0: Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs> it's like totally murder.